And it's not just avoiding premature death. I mean, you're actually able to add 10 years to your life, and these four things can really help. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, you heard that right. We are talking about how to add 10 years to your life. This is from a recent article we saw about how optimism boosts life expectancy. Some fascinating stuff here, Matt. Yeah, it's an interesting study that recently came out, and I kind of—I'll kind of get into the details right now, I guess. So it's about seventy thousand men and women, different ages, different demographics. All of this was kind of taken into account. But the study found that over—they studied the women for ten years and men for thirty years—that on average, optimistic men and women lived eleven to fifteen percent longer than those who were negative which I think is Mm -hmm. just crazy. So they had a 50 to 70% greater odds of reaching age 85. If you Google it right now, it says the average lifespan is age 78. So actually that'd probably be almost to 90. But I I think it's pretty incredible that positivity, they now have, I guess, definitive evidence that positivity plays a huge role in living longer. Yeah, and it makes you happier too, right? Well, absolutely. (laughs) So I guess we can talk about the stage is set a little bit, a couple things that can help you stay more positive. Yeah, so in addition to being happier, you get to live longer, you get to smile more, you get to make people around you happier. And we got four tips here on boosting your optimism and living a longer life, according to the research. So I'll take the first one here, Matt, and it is take account of the company you keep. Uh, you probably heard it said, this is actually one of my favorite sayings or quotes, is that you're the average of the five people you're around the most. I have heard that. Yeah. I think we even talked about it on a prior episode. Yeah, I think we did. And it's extremely important. Negativity is contagious. Optimism is contagious. Whether you're the leader or the follower, you know, that role changes depending on the season and spectrum of life that you're engaging in. But your friends really are your future. So be very intentional with the company that you keep. Negativity is contagious. So is optimism. So you want a good friend like Matt that's always positive, that's always looking forward. (laughs) You want to surround yourself with those kind of people. Let that help rub off on you and, and you do the same. Build that culture of optimism. Well, and I think the interesting thing, Tommy, too, I heard one time is, um, I think it was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk who said, you've got to get rid of one loser friend. That's quoting him, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we should change it. You've got to get rid of one negative friend. Yeah. Uh, because, and this really kind of ties into the second thing that I'm going to talk about, which is you have to acknowledge the negative. And unfortunately, my wife is really good about this. I, I thank you for saying that I'm positive. But a lot <laughs> of times I do get caught up in the negative. And my wife is very quick to point it out. But if you can acknowledge when you're having negative thoughts, sort of have that self-awareness, you're going to be able to put yourself in a mindset that says, oh, you know what? I am being negative. I need to look at the positive outcomes that are that are here. Yeah, maybe I have to stand in line at the DMV XYZ, you know, whatever it may be. But perhaps it's keeping me from something that might be detrimental to my life. I can Mm-hmm. Recall a time actually when I was like, man, traffic was killing me. People were driving too slow. I got stuck behind somebody. And then literally probably, you know, a mile ahead, there was a huge wreck that 
I missed out on because I got stuck behind somebody who was driving too slow. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps keep perspective. But being able to actually see, it's kind of like, you know, the first problem, first step is you have to admit you have a problem. So mm-hmm. being able to acknowledge it is going to help you be more positive in the long run. I read a daily devotional from Stoics, and one just this month was, was very short little entries, but it was called Don't Be Miserable in Advance. And I like that. I think it kind of ties into what you were just talking about. It says, you know, the best case scenario is if the news turns out to be better than expected, then you waste all your time with needless fear. And the worst case scenario is you were miserable for extra time, but by choice. So instead of focusing on the negative or even considering it as, you know, there's a healthy balance here, right? You don't want to bounce through life acting like bad things don't happen. But to get wrapped up in it and to to be looking for that negative outcome or this misery that could come upon you, an illness, a car accident, a a hurricane, losing a job, you know, anything bad that could happen. By focusing on that ahead of time, you're choosing to be miserable in advance instead of focusing on what you can control now. So it's a big one. Well, and the third bullet point here, Tommy, too, is you have to focus on what you can and can't control, kind of like what you just stated Mm -hmm. is you have to focus. There are some things that are just out of all of our control. You can't do anything about it. If a meteor is going to hit the earth, you can't do anything about it. A favorite quote of mine is actually from uh, Bruce Lee. It says to be like water. You know, you essentially, while water is very soft, it can also overcome the hardest things, right? You think about the Grand Canyon, how long it took for it to carve out the Grand Canyon. So to be flexible and to be able to adapt to situations and still have that positive outlook is going to be able to help you focus on, well, you know what, what matters, what we can control, right? You talk about it with your clients Mm -hmm. in relation to money, but it also applies to life overall. And by being able to focus on what matters and what you can control, you're going to be able to be more positive in the long run. And of course, obviously what we're talking about, extend your lifespan. Yeah. And a lot of this ties into kind of this mindfulness movement, if you will, or this kind of the stillness. I actually heard a, a, one of our favorite pastors talking about this and just, you know, how kind of disconnecting, right? Being away from this constant input of information. And when you do that, if you make time to prioritize that, then it's going to keep you from focusing on these things outside of your control because you don't have this constant input of information, whether it be the news or social media or whatever that, that could be. Let the news come when it does. You know, Let the doctor's report come in when it happens or whatever and just focus on what you can control right now. Live, live the now, live today, and focus on all those good things. And that's a perfect segue into the fourth point here for me, which is keep an account, keep a record, and edit your life. So we all know what journalism is. I mean, I think it used to be a career. Maybe it's not anymore, but it is keeping a written account or writing about events that are occurring. And that's where the word journal comes from. Ta-da, you know, Captain Obvious here. We want to be able to document all of the good things that are happening. And one way to do that is to keep a journal. So it can be a gratitude journal. You know, one secret here from Essentialism, Greg McEwen's big on journaling. He said, to, he always writes less than he feels like writing. So I'm not talking about sitting down, setting a 30-minute timer and busting this out, although some people may find that appealing and easy to do. 
but everybody can really afford to take three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes out of their day and write down three things. So the first would be three things that you're grateful for. Family, job, right? Fill in the blanks. Could be immediate things, could be long-term, big-picture things, you know, safety, food, an air conditioner, whatever. The second would be to keep track of positive events in your life. And this is huge because... As we've already talked about, it's so easy to get focused on the negative and to listen to that negative voice or to surround yourself with those negative people. And it causes us to miss or not remember all of the positive things that have happened in our lives. So we are incredibly forgetful as humans. You know, here's a little test for you. Matt, what did you have for dinner Tuesday two weeks ago? Tuesday two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Any idea? Um, I have a decent idea. Come on now. I, I know what I know what it was, <laughs> but I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you because we just started these like meal plan uh -huh. things. So I know it was one of those. Man, as soon as I started asking a question, I said he's going to answer this question and, and mess up my <laughs> point. <laughs> so the the point is, we know we ate, right? But it's one of those things that we do every day of the week, and we may not be able to remember the details. And that same thing is true with what you did, you know, the third weekend of the prior month or what have you. There may have been something really exciting that was very positive or fun or memorable, or should be memorable. You can journal and document these positive events in your life as they occur, even if it's a rearview mirror approach of, you know, hey, this happened over the weekend. It doesn't have to be that same day. And then the third thing you want to write down every day is some goals and or progress towards those goals. So some positive things that you're trying to accomplish, things that you want to contribute to and are making a plan to succeed in a certain area, whatever that may be, write those goals down and or track progress towards the goals that you've already written. So just take notes would be the fourth point, you know, journal, edit, and take notes of your life to help you remain positive and grateful. Well, and to kind of bring it full circle, Tommy, too, I unfortunately do not keep a journal of any kind. However, uh, in college, we were required to write uh, sort of a journal entry, and then they mailed it to you like three months later. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty negative entry, which I don't even remember what it was, but being able to reflect back onto this sort of letter you write yourself wasn't a, really a journal, but it was a letter. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I was really mad about that, and it was there was absolutely no reason to be. So it kind of comes back to, you know, you have to be able to see that you're negative. I know we're talking about positive things is the reason for the journal exercise that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you do happen to have a negative entry, you're going to go back and say, oh, wow, three months ago, I was upset because somebody wanted to do Christmas at their house or, you know, whatever it may be and realize that, you know what, that really wasn't a big deal as I thought it was. So helps you really find those things that, uh, you know, are and aren't important. Yeah. It gives you the proper perspective, which is a long-term perspective, puts everything in context of what really matters. And that's very important. The journal can do that. You know, there's a whole nother probably podcast around this. I know you're not a huge fan of journaling. I don't think you're against it. You just don't do it. But if you really edit your life with a journal document, edit, then it's also a good practice to your point to go back and read that whether it's at the end of a year or at a quarterly planning meeting, our central planning approach, you know, take some time to go back and look and see what was going on. And, you know, some uh, some of our Facebook 
and social media tools will do that for you. They'll tell you what was going on on this day or what picture you posted. And a lot of people really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's, you know, kind of jogging your memory and showing you what was going on. And that's a kind of a way to journal accidentally, but you can be very intentional and do it in a written journal or on a, on a device or computer or whatever. And it'll be very impactful for you. Well, I think that wraps up the four ways to be more positive, Tommy. Um, why don't you uh, bring the podcast to a close? Yeah, let me recap the four and then tell you guys goodbye. So number one was take account of the company you keep. Number two, acknowledge the negative. Number three is take account of what you can and can't control. And number four is take notes, which includes keeping a gratitude journal, tracking positive events in your life, and so on. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hope everybody's a little happier and lives a little longer as a result of some of these tips. And until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.